This is the Rorschach Nigeria update from the 10th of February, 2022. A quick summary of what's going down in Nigeria. We'll start this edition off with some news on fuel scarcity. The federal government said on Tuesday the 8th that there was a fuel scarcity because they had to remove petrol that had an unsafe quantity of methanol from the supply chain. Meanwhile, the government-owned National Petroleum Company said on Wednesday the 9th that it will obtain petrol from oil trading firms to replace the contaminated petrol and remedy the scarcity. The Minister of State for Petroleum said that there will be an investigation and relevant action will be taken. On Wednesday the 9th, the National Drug and Law Enforcement Agency asked tertiary institutions in the country to make drug integrity tests a mandatory policy for new and returning students. The head of the agency called for a partnership between the agency and the universities that will see the agency set up outposts at universities to bolster the fight against the drug abuse scourge. However, according to the firm, the drug integrity test will not be a disciplinary measure, but an early detection tool to find out the drug use status of students for appropriate intervention, timely treatment, and care. The Senate passed a bill to create six law campuses across the country on Tuesday the 8th. If the lower house passes the bill and the president approves it, law campuses will increase to 12. The upper house said the establishment of the new campuses will address the increase in the number of law graduates, as existing campuses are overstretched and not enough to accommodate the thousands of students who graduate every single year. The Senate passed a bill that aims to provide retirees an easier access to their funds. The bill proposes that pensioners will be able to make 75% withdrawal from their retirement savings account. Currently, retirees can only withdraw 50% from their savings account. And the Senate said the bill seeks to address the issue of delay faced in withdrawing funds. Senate Deputy Minority Leader Emmanuel Boacha left the People's Democratic Party to join the All Progressives Congress, also known as APC, on Thursday the 3rd. President Buhari, who is also a member of the APC, welcomed him into the political party. This new member strengthens APC's majority in the upper and lower chambers. And some more news on the president. On Sunday the 6th, President Buhari's Senator Special Assistant on Media and Publicity responded to an article by Financial Times titled, What is Nigeria's Government For?, published on the 31st of January, 2022. He posted on his Twitter page that the Office of the Presidency denies the statement by the writer that said, President Buhari has overseen two terms of economic slump, rising debt, and a calamitous increase in kidnapping and banditry. To read the Financial Times article, you can check out the link in our show notes. The federal government established a new organization called the Nigeria Data Protection Bureau and appointed Dr. Vincent Ulantuji as a national commissioner on Friday the 4th. The Bureau will be responsible for ensuring compliance with the Nigeria Data Protection Regulation created in 2019 and enhanced data protection and privacy. From a new government organization to a new consulate, Sweden opened an honorary consulate in Lagos on Thursday the 3rd. The Swedish ambassador to Nigeria said the consulate will be a focal point for trade and sociocultural activities in both countries. 
The newly appointed honorary consul, Philip Ackeson, said his primary task will be to assist and support Swedish citizens and companies in the country. Now let's move on to an organization reducing its operations in the country. Oil and gas company Shell Nigeria announced on Thursday the 3rd that it received four bids for its stake. The company owns 30% of the venture through its subsidiary Shell Petroleum Development Company, while the state-owned oil corporation, Nigerian National Petroleum Corporation, and companies Total and ENI own the rest. When its stake is sold, Shell will still maintain a significant presence in the country with its exploration, production, and gas subsidiaries, and its approximately 26% stake in the Nigeria Liquefied Natural Gas Company. Now on to an organization that resumed operations in the country. Emirates Airline resumed operations in Nigeria with a flight to the Lagos airport on Saturday the 5th. The Nigerian government has suspended these airlines' flights into the country on the 13th of December, but lifted the suspension on Thursday the 3rd. On Saturday the 5th, the Nigerians in the Diaspora Commission released a statement that urged citizens living in Ukraine to remain calm but security conscious amidst growing fears of Russia invading Ukraine. The statement went on to assure that the Nigerian embassy in Ukraine will work hard to ensure the safety and security of citizens. All inquiries, consular, and welfare emergency requests should be forwarded to the embassy immediately. On Tuesday the 8th, the UK embassy said that it is experiencing increased demand at visa centers and therefore visa applications will take longer to process than usual, about six weeks on average. The demand for visa has increased because the UK removed Nigeria from its red list last month. The embassy warned against going to the visa application centers without an appointment and reassured that applicants whose passports are ready for collection will be contacted for pickup. Now for some health news. Nigeria received a donation of 2 million doses of the Johnson & Johnson vaccine from three EU countries, Slovenia, Finland, and Greece on Monday the 7th. The executive director of the Primary Healthcare Development Agency said that the vaccines expire in August 2023 and that remote areas will be prioritized as the vaccine only requires a single dose. And some news on a digital healthcare company, Digital healthcare provider Reliance Health announced it raised $40 million from investors including General Atlantic, Partech, and Tencent Exploration on Monday the 7th. The company was founded in 2018 and provides health insurance and telemedicine through partnerships with hospitals and healthcare facilities. Reliance Health said the funds will be used to build two more clinic facilities in Abujar and Port Harcourt, hire additional talent, and launch new products. Investment One Financial Services announced the sale of its mutual funds and pension management division to Guarantee Trust Holding Company, or GTCO, on Monday the 7th. The CEO of GTCO said the deal will enable the company to become a one-stop shop for financial services and products for customers. And last but not least, let's move on to some sports news. Ahead of the FIFA World Cup qualifying match against Ghana next month, on Monday the 7th, the Nigeria Football Federation announced that it will not hire Jose Pizarro as the national team's coach. 
The technical director of the Federation, Augustine Eguavone, who led the team on an interim basis in the African Cup of Nations tournament, will continue as interim coach. Probably a permanent coach will be appointed after the match against Ghana. And sadly, on Tuesday the 8th, Nigeria's only representative at the Winter Olympic Games, Samuel Ikpefen, finished 73rd out of 88 participants in the men's sprint-free category, meaning he is now out of the tournament. However, there is some good news. On Saturday the 5th, the New York Times and People's Magazine named Team Nigeria's outfit, created by U.S. clothing brand Actively Black, as fourth best in the tournament, just behind Canada, the USA, and Jamaica. All right, that's it for this week. Thank you, as always, for joining us. And please tell your friends about us so we don't have to include ads in our updates. Let us know your thoughts and ideas by emailing us at podcast at Rorschach.com. That's O-R-O-S-H-O-K.com. And you can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Rorschach Nigeria. Odabo. Odabo.